0: (sighs) Hey, Nick. Yeah, Scott. I know we already talk about Back to the Future Monday through Friday every week, but you ever think that it's not
1: enough and maybe we could talk about Back to the Future on the weekend, too? Well, Scott, we already talk about Back to the Future on the weekends in our Patreon-exclusive podcast, Back to the Future Minute, No Roads Edition.
0: Oh, you mean the weekly podcast where we discuss everything Back to the Future related, including the comics, the video games, and even the filmography
1: of Robert Zemeckis. Absolutely, Scott. For as little as $5 a month, you will gain over 20 hours of exclusive Back to the Future Minute content. Why settle for five days a week when you can enjoy Back to the Future Minute every day in your goddamn life? Go to duelinggenre.com support and become a
0: Patreon member today. 好热 Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 3, one red flag minute at a time. I'm Scott Carelli. I'm Nick Menez in the news. And joining us one final time, Mr. Scott Tofty. welcome back.
2: Oh, it is a true honor to be here again. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Today we are going back to Minute 50, which starts with Doc saying hello to Clara Clayton. And ends with Marty clearing his throat. Ends with Marty being a real Timon and Pumbaa. Mm-hmm. Uh So
1: so yeah, just a couple of bros doing some model railroading. Just oh, we're just uh, doing some some model model railroading. Yeah, the yeah. Oh my god, if we're breaking it down already, the look that Clara gives at that yeah, line. that's the red I
0: flag. To say, that's <laughs> it. red flag. Red oh
1: flag. Red like, flag. Oh, get out of there, girl! You in danger. <laughs>
2: Yeah. huh. Okay, good. Anyway, how about this other thing I need to talk to you about?
1: <laughs> he seemed really sweet, but uh, him and his little Canadian manservant were like playing with trains or something. It was really weird.
2: <laughs> I haven't paused on 11 seconds into this, and it's just that she has no idea what to make of the information she just received. Her mouth is wide <laughs> open. Her eyes are like she's eyeing the train table. But trying yeah. not to look at it like she's trying so she's hard like, to be like, this is normal. This is normal. Don't don't get upset. <laughs> it's so good. Deal it's breaker. Great.
0: Oh, yeah. Red flag. Um, It's uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite Clara moments, I think, ever. Yeah, it's, it's so small. Spectacular. too, Yeah. Oh, boy.
2: I, I don't know that I've uh, ever noticed it quite as clearly until I just watched this minute isolated by itself
0: yeah oh it's so good um so clara is there to ask doc to repair her telescope which he is (laughs) technically responsible (laughs) for
1: breaking nudge you can't fight Uh, that doc
0: (laughs) um and uh yeah and she offers to pay this is my other favorite moment this is this might rival the the fml moment from from earlier this week. oh yes it's amazing when when clara offers to pay and doc turns down payment marty on his face all at once mourns the death of capitalism
2: (laughs) marty really likes his money he loves it well
0: i mean he is i you know he's a keaton deep down yeah
1: he's a child of uh, the
2: he's i was gonna say he is a child of the uh, uh you know the 80s economy you know, he wants his big truck. He wants all those things that the preppy he, 80s kids yeah, have. He
1: weirdly he wants effect, his mom to the lose almanac, weight.
2: He wants to win, you know, money from the future, but betting on the past. It's right. Marty is kind of a selfish jerk. I'm yeah. just going to say it. I mean,
0: he's uh I, and he's literally Alex P.
2: Keaton. So he's,
1: he's looking out for number one, guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: I just, I love just mourning the death of capital. Come on. (laughs) She offered you money. You're
1: not even even some money. Why even do anything? (laughs) Do you think that Marty realizes
2: that whatever (laughs) money she would give him is going to be worthless in 1985? Like, I'll pay you three nickels to fix my telescope. And to Clara, to Clara, it's like her entire month's like house payment Right, to Marty, like, I can't even buy a tootsie roll with this anymore.
0: (laughs) He he puts uh, you know, he puts it in his little briefcase of money from around time, and uh, you know,
2: he could he could get some use out of it maybe eventually. What happens to the money briefcase when they destroy the DeLorean? Does the dollar? Did is that something that we've ever find out? No.
0: I assume it was in the DeLorean or he left it in 1885
2: or I don't know. That's a good question. Oh man. Fanfic. Uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> someone found a briefcase full of money and is from running the around from the future. Even. Oh, I mean, man. I imagine
0: if you found a briefcase full of money from the future, you'd be like, what is this fake bullshit? And just yeah. throw it away. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you do anything with it. You know, it'd be like if you found like a bunch of Monopoly money, like what would you do with it? You'd be like, oh, look, Monopoly money. And then you just ignore it and walk away.
2: (laughs) I'm trying to think like there are no notable people on the currency that wouldn't have been there in 1885, are there? Like you're looking at post Confederate American dollar. Would Lincoln have been on money yet? (laughs) Maybe, maybe not Lincoln.
0: Maybe hmm, not Lincoln. I I, I I do like the idea of them finding the money and then seeing the five dollar bill and being like, "That's a stretch." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's not in yeah. this minute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's related. Um. So uh. So yeah, after Marty mourns the death of capitalism, we get this whole fuzzy clear metaphor euphemism thing uh that i don't i don't yeah, yeah it's, kind of, it, it's a it's little a stretch it's
1: convoluted guys yeah
0: i um, i, I Cla- and clara is like just i she's just taken uh, in doc's musk yeah dude <laughs> like
1: it's just ab-
2: about it
0: our heart meanwhile
2: pheromones He's just staring zoomed in at the back wall of his workshop through that telescope.
0: You know, I, I, you know, when we, when we write, uh, when we write Geek by Night, you know, we have a character on that show that has super pheromones and to a certain extent, this is kind of what I picture the people who are affected by his pheromones. Oh Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are sort of the way Clara is acting like. If I could do it, if it was a visual medium and I could just show them doing stuff, it would probably be more in line <laughs> with what Clara's doing here. Yeah. Because it is way over the top. Like way over the top. It works great in the context of Back to the Future, because everything in Back to the Future is over the top. Yes. Um, but it's it's a very silly moment. Yeah, I think. Which is, it, you know,
2: the silliness is the perfect setup for, you know, what, what Marty does Of course, at the yeah. end of this minute.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, Also, uh, because Star Wars Minute is uh, talking about uh, Attack of the Clones right now, they've been talking about really, really painfully awkward love scenes. Um, (laughs) I I wouldn't say this is
1: painfully awkward.
0: No, no, no. Okay, hold on. Let me finish my point. Let me get to my point. Hold on, guys. (laughs) uh, We got defensive. (laughs) Don't you? Everybody (laughs) calm down. (laughs) <laughs> Don't jump the gun. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, so one of the things, one of the arguments in defense of the Attack of the Clones love scenes is that Anakin is a virgin, you know, a 19 year old virgin, essentially a monk who hasn't really interacted with any other women and has been pining for this one person forever. And so he doesn't really know what he's doing. And that's why the scenes are super awkward or whatever. That's a, that's an argument that comes up a lot on that show with some of like the, the prequel defensive guests. Mm-hmm. And I my thing is, if you're going to do that, this scene is how you do that. Because yeah. Doc is... For what, for all we, we can tell from the evidence that the movies give us, Doc has been asexual completely up to this point.
1: Yeah. Like you almost wonder if this is the first time he's ever been attracted to a girl. Well, I guess in the video game, we find out that, it, that, that, that could be not true, but. you know, Right.
0: But that's not, uh, I, that, that's an effective time, that time travel shenanigans going on.
1: Right, right. Right. That That didn't happen naturally.
0: Right. 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 Um. So, so, uh, my thing is like, I feel like if you're, if your goal was to make sort of like an awkward first love encounter kind of thing that's like, "Oh, this is really kind of awkward and, and slightly one foot in the weird territory, this mm-hmm. is how you do it, not, not like jumping into the deep end of weird.
2: Like yeah. in Attack of the Cracks. So there's like, there's there's weird in the sense that this is kind of cute. It's like, oh, look, Grandpa's got a girlfriend, you know? Like, that's sort of sweet. He doesn't, uh-huh. he does things differently than we do. That's adorable. You look, at, you look at, you look at Anakin and it's just like, okay, he's going to murder his whole family. And he quite literally does. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, eh. I, I see your point. I also don't, I, I have a hard time giving george lucas the credit of figuring that out on his own but as far as this goes like i find this moment endearing it's like it's it's nauseating uh but it also it's like it the intent is so different
1: Do you guys yeah, watch adventure well, time i don't there's two characters uh that these two remind me of uh, it's like tree trunks and mr pig Anyway, our our okay. list, I, I don't a, watch it. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, if our listeners out there listen, our fans of Adventure Time, hopefully somebody out day. there is is yeah. is going.
0: Oh yeah. I
2: can't.
0: <laughs> yeah, but anyway. So I, the only reason I bring up the Anakin thing is because of the 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 prequel defenders' um, argument about. The context of those scenes, and I feel like the context is sort of similar here. Only this is executed way better. Mm-hmm. All right. um, I the theoretical context, theoretical context. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not crazy about this scene. I, <laughs> uh, it's a little much. It's a little much. A little much. I think.
2: I think the payoff, yeah. Marty being, and I'm just gonna say it. You can bleep me later if you want. Marty being the, the world's biggest. Blocker right now, uh, pays uh-huh. off the the awkwardness of the it, you know it all becomes suddenly clear. Like it's so schlocky that it's yeah. just it's the perfect setup for a great knockdown. Yeah. And that's like my opinion. Back to the Future does that better than just about any movie I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, where they set yeah. something up so perfectly and they tee yeah. it up so great, and then they just knock it out of the park. And it's mm-hmm. just the littlest thing that little the right. effeminate kind yeah. of throat clear that Marty does at the end. And like just it completely it, pulls you out of the moment. And in the yeah.
1: story, like Marty is still likable because you know that he's trying to be in his way, like altruistic. Like he's not being selfish. He's not jealous of Claire. He's just like I I'm trying to He's taking to, on the doc
2: role. He's he's yeah. he's trying to be the responsible one.
0: Also, framing-wise, uh I like that he literally comes between them. Oh, it's great. Yes. Yeah,
1: it's so yeah. yeah. It's just shy of over the top, I think.
0: Which is uh, how you could probably describe Back to the Future in general.
2: Yeah, just shy of camp. Man, there's yeah. there's something and you guys talked about this, I think, back in season one with this whoever the cinematographer was or the director of photography or something. There's something Dean about the <laughs> yeah. same one on part three here? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's something about these movies from the eighties where it's like the combination of the way they shot it, the lighting, the 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 writing, it's just it's it's so just on the edge of being a cartoon while still being close enough to real life that it's, I don't like, I don't think movies are ever going to be this endearing or special. Again, there's something magic about sort of movies from this era that I don't Uh think you're going to recapture in any other time. You know, I don't think you get it ever again. You get different variations on the theme, but I think there's something very specific about like, you know, 1985 to like 1992. Mhm. I think
0: I think that there's an argument to be made that at the time when this came out and in that era in particular that you were talking about, it seemed as though film was at an absolute creative peak as in it wasn't getting any better than where it was at that moment because what needed to happen to create more opportunity hadn't been invented yet. Right. And, and so what they, what you have is a bunch of people who are absolute masters at every aspect of their craft. Yeah. Whereas today we are now like back to like, 70s era where we're experimenting a lot and we're making a lot of mistakes and doing mm-hmm. weird stuff. But I think about another decade from now, or maybe even not quite that long, we're going to be at another cusp where we're at the where everyone is a master of their craft well, again. And
2: I'm thinking now too, like when you look at the movie technology from this time, it's they've been doing it the same way since that's I mean, exactly what I mean, yeah, right. But yeah. everything, and I, I'd argue with you on this point. I think everything just keeps going forward. I think in another decade, you're going to see even more. I mean, look at what Rogue One did with the special effects, like with
0: with. Right, with- but that's that's uh, what I'm talking about. I guess more specifically is um, digital was invented, right? And that and and this is the cusp of analog. This is like the end all be all of analog filmmaking. Um, is right in that area that you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, and then we introduced digital into everything and we sort of started over. Do you remember early digital films? Like oh, yeah. Pieces of April and stuff like that where it was just like really grainy and mm-hmm. you were like, how does anybody watch this? Why would you want to make movies like this?
2: This yeah. is terrible. I just wonder if people are going to have the attention span to spend as much time getting good at that before the next thing comes along. Like, these people have been trained by generations and generations of uh masters in the field of doing movies one way and i just feel like the turnover is so much quicker i'm it'd be interesting to see but
0: yeah i'm i'm just i'm interested to yeah i mean i i that's i think that's what it ultimately comes down to is like i'm interested to see what happens because i think uh you know before you know before that big burst of people um of like big blockbuster guys you had the usc guys like Mm -hmm. uh that did all those seventies films. And then before that you had like a few name guys like John Ford and, um, uh, Billy Wilder and Alfred Hitchcock. Um, I think what we're, what we're missing. Cause I mean, we still have auteur filmmakers that are doing things with digital film that you're like, Whoa. Yeah. Um, but I think I think, yeah, I think what needs to happen, I think the problem, the missing step, Tofty, is that we're still in a period where filmmakers are transitioning from one to the other. Right. We need to have a full generation that is nothing but digital and never looks back at 35 millimeter and then and then get to the generation after that.
2: Yeah, which is also funny considering how many of the modern day filmmakers are starting to go back to film for some of these movies, too. Right exactly interesting. exactly as a musician and I don't want to get too much into this but as a musician I look back into like everyone's recording in their bedrooms now but like even the people recording in their bedrooms are like oh I'm trying to find like vintage analog audio gear to supplement my you know my my home studio and it's almost like mm-hmm. people are getting over the coolness of new technology and you know vinyl is becoming a big thing like everyone's sort of looking back now right for inspiration which interesting. Right, I forget how this relates yeah. to Back to the
0: Future. But. Oh, you were just talking about about Kundys <laughs> uh, cinematography. Cundey, that's like that. right, yeah.
1: the future. Yeah, but uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's 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 an interesting uh, discussion. I don't. The, uh, I, I'm cu- I'll be curious to see where it all goes. For
1: and sure. the only way to find out is to keep going to the movies.
0: Keep listening <laughs> yeah. to Back to the Future minute forever. Uh, for as long as it lasts. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and thank
1: you for, uh, joining us yes. on this week, Tofty. And, and yeah, it was been a lot of fun. Always, always a pleasure and a privilege having you on the show.
2: Oh, I enjoy it. This is one of my favorite franchises of all time. It's one of those movies that I always say I can judge my favorite movies by if I can watch them like three times in a row without stopping. Like if you put back to the future one, two or three on television and put it on 24 hour loop, then I'm, I'm in front of the TV all day and I'll never get bored of it. <laughs> yeah. Same.
0: Um yeah, so uh weekends coming up and if you uh if you got want to look for something else to listen to to fill the void between Friday and Monday's episode, uh go to moviesbyminutes.com where there is a seemingly end- endless supply of movies covered minute by minute. Uh it all started with Star Wars minute of course, our patriarchs and uh They've uh, they've started a whole franchise that we're a part of, which is crazy because we're we're apparently second generation. We're we're only one of like five second generation shows. And then the third generation started soon after us. And then it's been blowing up since then. But so is
2: anyone um, doing a Ninja Turtles minute yet? No. Dibs yet. Dibs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: Tofty. Tofty, buddy. Uh, Let's talk offline. (laughs) Okay, done. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, uh yeah. So go to Movies by Minutes and go check those out. And we will talk to you on Monday. Have a Bye. good weekend.
1: See ya.